Hello, Mayor and Max. So, let me set this on and rip off, Jared. <laughs> no, I had to set my timer. I don't want to rip you off. Uh, so, what I was like before using, um, I always felt like I did belong. I always felt like everybody had this playbook to life except me. I don't. I don't think that's naturally like an addict thing. I think that might be, this is my opinion. My story's full of my opinion and not necessarily the facts, um, but I don't think that's an addict thing. I think it might be a human thing. The addict thing is that the solution for that problem is I found that in drugs and alcohol. Um, <clears throat> so uh, I had a pretty normal childhood. Um, I had my own traumas and my own uh, dislikes from my parents, but it wasn't like I didn't want for anything. I had what I needed. Um, so it was, it was fairly normal. Uh, I started using and drinking around the age of 13. Uh, and it progressed pretty quickly for me. From alcohol and weed at 13, I was doing meth by 15. And uh, <clears throat> I just really like getting loaded. <laughs> for for me, it was like like some people don't have this experience. My my experience was the first time I got drunk at thirteen. All my problems and worries just melted away. It was like sustainable through my life, um, and I just seek that out for like every weekend. And then when I started smoking weed, it was like, how can I do this every day? And then I started doing meth and it was that just took over um, really fast. Um, went to rehab the first time when I was 17 and uh, I was jaundiced. I had staph infection from shoulder, shoulder blade to shoulder blade and the shingles. <clears throat> so I knew from a very early age that it used like my friends, they'd get an eight ball and be like, can I stretch this through the week? And I get an eight ball and I'd be like, how fast can I do this? Right. It was like, there was a difference in the way that me and me and everyone else around me used at the time. Um, I tried a lot of different things. I was homeless for a little bit right after high school. Uh, dropped out, went to rehab, went back and graduated. Um, so I joined the army because I thought that's what my parents wanted. It'd get me away from drugs and alcohol. It had to like fix me, right? I was trying to fix myself with these outside solutions. And uh, I just drank a lot. You know, I quit doing drugs, except when I was going to leave and stuff and get, get away with it. But I'd literally drink till I peed my pants, which isn't that weird in the army. A lot of people pee their pants when they drink, so I fit it in. Um, <laughs> I, around this time, I found out I had a kid um, when I was 18. I, I got my girlfriend at the time pregnant. I didn't know about it until two years after he was born. Um, <clears throat> I didn't make any effort to get to know him. I was too worried about, like, I had to be sober to be around my son. I knew that was going to be a thing because of how I, how I drink and use. And I just never made that effort. Um, I got married in the army because it was a girl that didn't do drugs, didn't, didn't really drink. And I thought, again, this, this would fix me. This, I'd marry this girl. She would turn my life around and, and we would uh, live happily ever after, right? But uh, I still drank the way I drank and I, and I did horrible, mean things to her and, and around her. and. You know, she took all she could take and left. And uh, we had a kid together. <clears throat> and I ended up getting loaded, get kicked out of the army. Um, 
so now I have two kids that I, I don't make any effort to get in their lives because I have to be sober to be in their lives. And it's just too much. I never had a testicular fortitude to do that on my own. Um, so I stayed away from meth for a long time. I did everything else, heroin, crack, coke, pills, um, weed all the time. Um, but, but I was just scared, scared of meth. Um, but all roads for me lead back to meth eventually. And uh, fast forward to um, uh, probably in my early 30s, I started doing meth again. And uh, it was like the first time I did it, I knew it was like, if I do this, I'm gonna lose everything I have. I'm gonna lose the girl, I'm gonna lose the job, I'm gonna lose, be in jail, I'm gonna die before I stop. And uh, I did it anyways, right? <laughs> like, that's what I do. Um, Fast forward some more, I get on the needle, start shooting heroin because heroin is not really a problem as long as I have meth. And it was just like deep down inside, like I lied to myself, but deep down inside, I know it's like if I shoot heroin now, you know, maybe maybe tomorrow, maybe a year from now, I'll be shooting heroin or meth. And that's really what I want to do. Um, but I was just scared to start with it. And uh, luckily, I just got a lot of bad heroin because I probably fucking died because I would just shoot up and miss and shoot and miss and then shoot and hit. And, it was just a bad time for me. And then I got addicted to where it was anything that I could put in a needle. And um, it didn't really matter what it was. Uh, if you could break it down with Kool-Aid, vinegar, water, alcohol, if it could go in a needle, that's what I wanted. And uh, <clears throat> the last five years, alcohol and drugs worked for me for a long time. The last five years was fucking miserable. It quit working. Every time I got loaded, it was worse than before I got loaded. The, the worries, all of my worries were still there and intensified. And it was just a really miserable existence. And uh, I remember praying like, God, do anything. I'll do anything. Get me off these drugs, except don't don't get me arrested. You know what I mean? So I got arrested. <laughs> Did a year in jail um, for cooking meth and. Uh, I was fortunate enough to get, after doing a year in jail, they offered me two years of rehab. I uh, came out here. I, uh, you know, I wasn't sold on the idea when I, when I first got here. I, if you're here and you're like, I don't know if I want to be sober, that's okay. I didn't know I wanted to be sober. I, I knew I didn't want to live the way I was wanted to know my sons. And I knew that, that I was a miserable piece of shit. You know what I mean? That's what I knew. I knew I didn't want to be that. And I got here and um, I got into AA. That's what treatment did for me. It, it separated me and put me into, a, you know, introduced me to AHA, sorry. Um, but it introduced me to the 12 steps. And I started working the steps. I have two sons, one that I knew for about six months, one I'd never met. He's 13 at the time now when, I, when I'm getting sober. And, uh, you know, I'm praying to, the, that things work out in my favor, of course, at the time. And uh, six months into sobriety, I meet my son for the first time. It was uh, completely out of my control, right? It was like I wrote his guardian, and six and a month later, I'm meeting him for the first time. It's weird looking at myself. Uh, <laughs> and and the same thing with my youngest son. Like um, with a month after I, I met my other, my first son, my oldest son. My youngest son's mother's called me and was wanting to know when I was going to get back in his life. Um, it wasn't, she didn't put that nicely, but, uh, but it didn't matter, right? Because that's what I want. Um, and your fiance's gone. <laughs> and uh, 
So, so fast forward, I'm building a life with my sons today. You know what I mean? I'm, I have this peace inside me that you can, I can't explain it to you. I wish I could give you this perception change if you're new um, that I have today that's still growing in me, right? It's not an end point. I'm not this like I'm arrived. It's like this perception change that's always changing. And, uh, but I can't, I can't explain to you like the peace that I feel. If you told me that I would feel peace inside that I've never felt before, I think you're full of shit. Cause I've never felt peace. I've always felt like something bad is going to happen. And I'm a piece of shit. Like I've always had these feelings today. I can look in the mirror and, and I know I, I love myself and I didn't do anything special. Right. I came in, I got a sponsor. I took suggestions. I got to work. I work with others. And I think for me, that's where the magic happens is, is working these 12 steps and then getting to work with others, even though I don't want to on the way there. I don't want to answer the phone when people call. I don't want to do these things. But when I'm in the moment of doing it, there's something different going on inside me. Like these thoughts of myself aren't here with me. Right. Um, <clears throat> I just got engaged to a wonderful woman who <laughs> who's never been hit by me, never been choked by me. She's not, she's not scared of me. Like, I'm not joking. Like I was a piece of shit. Like I didn't want a girlfriend in the past. I wanted a hostage. Uh, someone told me that one time and it really made sense to me. Like I didn't want someone on even ground. I wanted someone um, that was below me, I guess. Um, if I yelled at her, she'd probably laugh at me. You know what I mean? It's just a good feeling to know that, um, <laughs> uh, that I'm not the person I, that, I used to be. I'm not that person, right? I, I'm not my past mistakes. I'm this different person that's making different decisions today. And um, like I said, if you're new, get a sponsor, get in the step work, find out if you're an addict. And I think that's super important for me. I think it was one of the most important things in the beginning is to identify as an addict. That way I can buy what we're selling. If I can't identify, then what you're, what you're telling me is not going to help me because I'm not the same. But um, that's all I got. Thank you. Yeah.